Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. to our board, I want to give you an update on kind of where we are, and I want to do something that I was asked to do by our banker and our board. So I was talking to the board the last few days, believe it or not, while I was in Greece, this was crazy. We're in Istanbul, and then we're in Greece, and then we're back in Istanbul, and the entire time we were over there, I was doing a lot, you know, like I said, trying to coordinate this. Thank you, Milton Lede. We're helping to watch out for our asphalt over here, the blacktop. Just did a great job with that. And there were some others that were helping me. And I was dealing with business and I was in airports and I was at historic sites. And I'm the guy over on the side on the phone making phone calls, trying to get on American time. And so it was just crazy. But I was talking to the board the last couple of days. And I want to tell you where we are. We ended up spending about $150,000 more than we planned on this project. But thankfully, and that's because, you know, we were going to do the outside, just the front, uh, the lobby and the outside. But, uh, you know, one thing leads to another, and you're like, well, I don't want to stop there. I want to come down the hall. So we come down the hall, and we're like, we don't want to stop there. We're going to do the back, you know. And, and we, just, we just kept going. Thankfully, we've been able to cover much of that with our budget, our reserves, and our savings. Most of the overage was uh, due to upgrades. We did the EFAS, the, that, the stucco, you might call it, but that outside which radically changed the building, I would say. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the ephas. I felt like that was a great decision. Then we didn't have to do the roof. We did a new roof. We did gutters. I think that was the, the right call. Uh, we had some unexpected contractor fees. Some of that, uh, you know, we didn't foresee, but it, it worked out. It was fine. Some of that was our designer and the furnishings that we, we were not we were not sure on that. You know, if it would have been up to me and Valerie, we we probably would have, uh, you know, I don't know what we would have done, but it wouldn't have looked as good as it does right now. And uh, then, of course, we did the parking lot. Wow, that, that was the right call for sure. And the sign is going to be installed, they said, on Friday or before Friday, which is the day of the dedication. So if you're watching... We're holding you to that. We need that up. And, and, and the sign company was very, very nice. Uh, Fast Signs, Baton Rouge, we, we, we know them. And they were very nice. They said, we're waiting on Ascension Parish to give us a permit to put a sign on our own building. Not a freestanding sign out here that could obscure traffic, but a sign on our own building. We're waiting on the permit. If you're watching, we're, Blake, we're watching you and, and waiting. But the sign company said, if... If, uh, if we put that sign up and, and we don't have the permit and you're fine, we'll cover the fine. I'm like, thank you very much. Let's do it. Whatever we got to do, let's get that sign up. Our property value is through the roof. Because as you know, when we bought this, there was no Walmart. There was no Starbucks. There was no Mickey D's. And our, 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 our property value is through the roof. Our debt load is under half a million dollars. We do not want to borrow any more. 
we were about $85,000 short of that $150,000 uh, from covering all of our overages. But uh, we have some donations come in that have reduced that. So we're about $50,000 away from covering everything, which is amazing. And uh, at the request of our banker, John, who's really more like, uh, I don't know how to say it, the Italian, the consigliere, consigliere, the consigliere, you know what I'm talking about, the, the, uh, the mafia advisor, the lawyer on the team. John is, is a trusted advisor and, uh, uh, and, and the board. Uh, I'm asking you as the church to prayerfully consider giving a special offering to help us cover that 50 grand. Uh, and this is your church. This is your building. This is not mine and Valerie's. It's not like it's in our name. This is a corporation. It's in the corporation's name. It's, it's not ours, it's yours. And so uh, I'm asking, and we are asking, uh, if you feel led, we want you to prayerfully consider helping us to uh, cover that 50 grand. It's been a long and winding road, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it is not a train, you know, that light. It's, 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 it's the light of the clearing. We're coming out of over three years of working, believing, clawing, believing, struggling, believing, pushing, believing, and it's almost over. So if you've ever thought about helping us or wondered if, you, if we could use the help, I'm telling you yes, and this would be a good time. I want to close this chapter so we can look forward with fresh eyes. Because God's got another chapter for us. And uh, this place, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, we don't worship a building. It's a people catcher. We want it to look as good as possible. But we are throwing a party because we have come this far. Brick. Roof, gutters, bathrooms, what? hardware, nursery, it's just out of this world, furnishings, coffee bar, portico, ethos, drywall, paint, floor, TVs all over the place, lights, parking lot, parking lot, sign on Friday, some of the things you don't even know about, soundboard, we have four new service cameras that are uh, on order that we'll get. Instead of that one dark image right there, you're going to have four angles. So you can watch online a lot easier and a lot better. And it's going to be uh, great. And the soundboard's helping with that as well. We have a mix that's for online only. And uh, that's, that's awesome. We have security cameras and uh, had those installed. And uh, right, Brother Elliot, uh, right here, Chris, as you know, uh, made that possible. Thank you very much. And come on now. And not to mention that in the middle of all of this, we put metal on our dorm that we own in Tioga. Our boys' dorm, right? Or our dorm, period. Whatever it is. And so uh, I want you to prayerfully consider giving over the next, um, you know, few hours, few days, few weeks, whatever. Preferably a few hours and days, but whenever, you know. I've, I've never heard somebody ask me one time, they said, uh, Pastors, it's still too late to give on that. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Is it ever too late to give? 
No, we'll, we'll designate that and give it in that direction. So um, I want you to prayerfully consider that. We're believing for a phenomenal next chapter. Now, one last thing, taking care of some business right here. Forgive me, but I want you to take your phone out. And I, and I know you got it. I know you got some Even some of you senior citizens, I know you have it. You've got Facebook. You need to get on Facebook and you need to like. You need to like Bethesda Church. We need you to like and follow Bethesda Church. And on YouTube, this is at the request of our banker, okay? I want you to get on YouTube. We have a Bethesda Church channel, and it's under, do we look up Go Bethesda or just? Uh, Go Bethesda Church, Go Bethesda. Or Bethesda Live. Bethesda Live. You'll look up on YouTube, Bethesda Live. Please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Some of y'all act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to walk right out of those doors, go to your restaurant, open up your YouTube, and watch some YouTube shorts. I know you are. So, so subscribe, subscribe, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. And there's a strategy, strategy to that, and uh, I want to thank you for it right now. So I got that out of the way. There you go. Everybody give me a hand clap for, for doing a great job. Thank you. We'll just stand now for the reading of the word. Genesis 3, I got a word for you today. Genesis chapter 3 is where we're going. And we're also going to look to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm trying not to give you a rundown of my experience at Corinth as we look in the book of Corinthians, because I can tell you some things about Corinth that I didn't know, but now I do. Genesis 3. Verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This is Adam and Eve. They had fallen, they had sinned. And so they sewed together fig leaves because of their shame. Look at verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. So they made fig leaves. God's like, that's not enough. Let me do it. And he made them tunics of skin and clothed them. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 10. Notice how personal this is for the great apostle Paul. So speaking of him, and he's saying this, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Everybody say to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. And my strength, the Lord's saying, is made perfect in, the implied is, your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, Paul says, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures and in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Today, I want to preach a message, and I feel it so strongly entitled, Customized grace. Customized grace. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts, Lord, as only you can. 
We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Miss June is our tailor. Miss June, she's right up here on 73. You go up airline to 73, take a left. She's right there on your right by the railroad tracks. Miss June has done a lot of our alterations. I can take her a suit that's too big for me or too small for me. And when she gets done with it, it's just right. She can take out a hem. She can take in a coat. She can shorten the sleeves. She can do it all. She takes something that does not fit me, and she makes it fit me just right. But there's another level of tailoring that blows away simple alterations. The fashion world calls it bespoke, especially for men, and haute couture for women. Let me educate you a little bit right here. Bespoke clothing is custom made for one individual. Haute couture is custom made for one individual, at least idealistically. If a tailor is crafting a bespoke suit for a guy, then he or she would have to have that guy's exact measurements. And from those, that tailor would make a suit that would fit that individual perfectly. If that was you, it would fit you perfectly. It's bespoke. And, and folks, yours truly, right here, I have had bespoke suits. That's right. I am bespoke. But it's not just me. Uh, don't ever underestimate me, but also don't ever underestimate my cousin Randy <laughs> and my cousin Wayne. You don't hear as much about Wayne. But my cousin Randy and my cousin Wayne and me, we all had matching bespoke suits made by a world-class international fashion mogul known as the House of Hill. That's the design house. And the designer, the chief designer, was none other than Christine herself. Christine Hill, otherwise known to us as Momo Hill. And the fabric of choice for Momo Hill was polyester double knit, baby. If you got too close to a heater, your suit was gonna melt. I, I, I talked to mom about this. I tried to get a pic, but I, I couldn't get my hands on a pic. But there is a picture floating around out there, probably from Vogue magazine, where me and Randy and Wayne are all standing there, stair steps, in our polyester double-knit suits, bespoke men, because of Momo Hill. Next level. Now, my buddy David Smith, he's preached here a bunch of times. He's bespoke, too. He gets custom suits made uh, Sims in Bangkok, Thailand. He, uh, when he goes over there, and he goes over there about once a year or two, and, and he, he, uh, he's got a connection, and he comes back with these mean suits that are perfectly fit for him. David's, he's bespoke. Uh, when our son, Alexander, got married, 
Valerie and I gifted him with a customized, a custom suit from a, a tailor that we met in Apopka, Florida, uh, actually in Orlando, Winter Park, I believe it was, and, and we got him this suit for, it was his wedding suit, and he looked super fly, I'm telling you, and some of you at the wedding, you saw that, and uh, Alexander is also uh, bespoke. Uh, while traveling in London, our other son, Caleb, met a tailor on Savelle Road. That's where Mick Jagger and a bunch of celebrities get bespoke outfits. This is right after COVID. Business was slow. Savelle, Savelle Row was deserted, and Alec, uh, Caleb was walking through there. He, he met this tailor. The, the tailor said he didn't have much going on, didn't have a lot to do, had a bunch of extra fabric. Can I, tailor, make you a custom suit uh, for next to nothing? And, you know, Caleb was like, yes. And so <laughs> Caleb got this, this Savelle Row custom suit in London, and so, uh, yeah, Caleb's bespoke too. So like father, like sons. A custom-made suit for you will not fit anybody like it fits you. It wasn't made for them, it was made for you. The tailor used your specific measurements to get it just right for you. Now, your measurements are not necessarily what you wish they were, or what you want them to be. They are what they are. I would just in Greece, Parmenides, the Greek philosopher, used to say, whatever is, is. My other cousin, Chris, he used to say the same thing, but he said it like this. It is what it is, right? And so your measurements just are what they are. And uh, here's the point. The tailor factors in your bulging waistline, your big hips, your short legs, your imperfections, and the tailor doesn't body shame you. They just say, this is what it is, and let me make you a suit, even though you're all out of proportion, and give me the money. Here's the deal. The tailor makes a suit, no matter what your measurements are, to perfectly cover you. That's what I'm saying. And I want to tell you something about the grace of God. God's grace is bespoke. It is tailor-made, custom-made, just for you. The master tailor factors in all of your imperfections, all, your, all of your flaws, and all of your weaknesses. His grace perfectly covers your imperfections because his grace is bespoke. It's customized just for you. Here's how big our God is. He's no respecter of persons. His grace is equally available for all people everywhere. Don't think of his grace as being, however, one size fits all. Rather, think of our God as being big enough to where his grace is individualized, it is personalized, it is tailor-made, customized, just to fit you. Concerning that demonic attack, Paul calls it a thorn in the flesh. The Lord said, my grace, Paul, is sufficient for you. There was not only grace for thorns and demonic attacks, but there was grace custom made for Paul's thorn and Paul's demonic attacks. And God knew in advance and custom made 
him grace that was sufficient and perfectly suited for the trouble that he was facing in that season. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? Watch this. John 1.16 says, And all his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. In other words, God's full of grace. He's, the, he's called the God of all grace. But we as individuals, all of us individually can receive from these multi-layers of grace that there are. Grace on top of grace. Grace piled on top of grace. Multiple dimensions of grace. This is so good. There's grace with your name. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think I'm getting my message across. I don't think you're amen to me as good as I'm preaching. There is grace with your name on it. There's not, listen, there's not only grace in general. There's grace specifically for you. There's not just grace for sickness. There's grace for Ron's sickness. Come on, there's grace for Carla's sickness. Come on, there's grace specifically tailor-made, customized for you. Won't you give God some praise for that right now? Hallelujah. For what you're facing, for what you're going through, the blood of Jesus covers you. Say your name. Say your name. Say your name right now. There's grace that covers you. The blood of Jesus covers you. The armor of God covers you. That's why it says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because you're perfectly covered. His grace is bespoke. Hope couture, right? I learned some stuff in this. Custom made for you. Customized for you. Paul told the church at Corinth, there's no temptation that's not common to man. So there's all these common temptations. But we also know from the scripture that the enemy's he studies us individually to set up traps for us. He wants to know our weaknesses. He observes us so he can catch us and trip us up. So common temptation, but it's, it's carried out in an individualized way. There, there's a, an EIP. There's a plan. There's a plan customized for you. The enemy's got this plan customized for you. But hey, the Lord said... But with the temptation, there's a way of escape as well. So it's a customized way of escape for you and for me as well. We face the same temptations. They come at us in individualized ways, ways that appeal to us individually. But there's also a way of escape that's individualized for you as well. God's got a grace plan specifically for you to get you out of the mess that you are in, in Jesus' name. You see that? <laughs> Just for you. Just for you. That's why when somebody is in a particularly difficult spot, and from our perspective, there's just no way out. As individuals, I've not faced what you're facing. I can't relate to it. I, I can't see a way out. And maybe you're facing something you've never seen before in your own life. You've not had experience with it. And so it's overwhelming. There, and, and what do we say when we come across 
some kind, some kind of incredible information, we say, no way. You mean this happened? No way. No way. There's no way that could happen. Well, we face some situations where there seems to be no way to get out of that situation. But there's always a way with the Lord. Because His ways are not our ways. So when we say no way, we're talking about us. With God, God never says no way. Because He's able to make a way where there seems to be no way. With man, Jesus said it, it's impossible. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. God's got a grace to match the challenge that you're facing. And it may look like no way, but with God, He'll fashion and make a way where there seems to be no way. Won't you give Him praise right now? Now, as a pastor, I'm going to preach a minute, and I'm going to hit some controversial stuff. Is that okay? Thank you very much, because I was going to say it anyway. To get this down on the 21st century level, somebody can say this to me. Let's just say as a pastor, I'll have somebody come up to me and say, Pastor, I identify as something other than my biological sex. Uh, hey, current events, TMZ, here we go. I identify as something other than my biological sex. Sometimes we as Christians, particularly of a certain age, we're like, that's crazy. <clears throat> Ain't no difference. What are you talking about? Boy, you know, girl, we just, we see it like that. How in the world? Can that kind of thinking even be fixed? And I might add, the, the Christians responding in that incredulous way, no way, are the very ones whom God brought out of their own personal darkness and into this marvelous light. They're saying things like, I just don't understand that. I don't know what God can do with that. I don't know if somebody can be delivered from that. I've heard people say stuff like that before. And some of you, God brought you out of the clubs, got you off a bottle, got, the, got you from snorting that stuff, those lines and needles out your arms. And some of your grandparents didn't think God could get you out of that. But God had a customized grace plan. For your generation, didn't he? And I'm here to declare that he's got a customized grace plan for this generation. Come on, no weapon formed against you, South Pastor. Is anything too hard for God? Give him praise. Hallelujah. He's got a grace plan predetermined. Predetermined, The same God who can deliver us from alcohol and drugs can deliver from perversion and deception. That's grace. That's grace. It's the grace of God. Ain't nothing too hard for God. This generation, the devil's flexing. Look what I'm doing. Look how big, bad, and ugly. He's flexing. And God's like, I already have a way of escape from that. There is nothing the devil can do that God can help. 
cannot, cannot undo nothing. 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 So, so how do I get, how do I access, how do I access this customized grace? How, how do I get it? I'm glad you asked, James. Put it like this, James 4, 6 through 10. But he gives more grace. <laughs> Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. 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 The humble. Therefore, submit to God. That's what humility looks like. Submission to the ways of God. Humility is not, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm just whatever. You know, humility is not that. Humility is submitting to God. And in submitting to God, you are by default resisting the devil and he flees from you. Here's another characteristic of humility. Draw near to God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How do I draw near to him? Humble yourself. Submit yourself to him. I'm going to draw near to God. And you know, how are you going to do it? I'm going to, I'm going to ask him to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, try to pull him down and try, I'm going to try to get close. I'm going to hang out at the church. No, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself. That's how you draw near to God. Here's another way. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. His ways. You've got to convert from your ways, your low ways, to his high ways. And it's a sad thing, man. It's not easy. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the light of the Lord and he will lift you up. It hurts to die to self. Modern church don't want to preach that. Modern church don't want to go there. It's, it's all about happy, clappy, feeling good, you know. And I'm all about feeling good and happy, clappy. Don't get me wrong. But submitting to God is dying to self. Jesus said, you want to be my follower? You need to take up a cross and follow me. A cross was not a decoration. It wasn't something you wore in your ear or on your chest. A cross was something you crawled up on and you died there. It is a dying to self. That's why you weep. That's why sometimes in these altars there ought to be tears. Not of like I'm so happy, but I'm sad that I'm submitting, I'm yielding, I'm getting rid of that old self. There's a death that's taking place right here. I am dying to myself, but I'm submitting to God. And I'm telling you, when you walk that way, there's a customized grace waiting for you to deliver you, to lift you up, to give you a higher life, to give you a better life. Give God praise for it. Humble yourself before him. That's easier said than done. But it's not like you've got to manufacture your own deliverance. You can't do that. You can't. You can't manufacture your own righteousness. You're not skilled enough to cover yourself. Ask Adam and Eve. They took what was available in their hands, fig leaves. 
Later, Jesus would curse a fig tree. There's a lot of symbolism here. But here you have them sowing these fig leaves together, trying to cover themselves, the works of the flesh. But it wasn't enough. So God did the work of a master tailor and sewed together skins, which represented sacrifice because those skins were only there because of the death of a lamb to cover all of their imperfections perfectly. I want to tell you something. You can't cover your own perfections. You've got to let the Lord cover you as only he can. He is the master tailor. But, but he customizes his grace for you. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 6. And, and Corinth, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Corinth was wealthy. Ridiculously wealthy. I didn't catch it. I've read about it until I was on site. And I looked at this canal. Corinth is situated between the Aegean and the Ionian Sea. And those sailors hauling massive amounts of, of, of shipping material and whatnot uh, for a living, they would have to sail all the way around the southern coast of Greece. But they could stop in Corinth, which was an isthmus, isthmus, <laughs> a peninsula there. And you could, they had rails back in those days where they could take that ship at Corinth and they could haul it up on the rails and they could take it across land and drop it back into the other sea. So they could go from sea to shining sea right through Corinth. And it would save them weeks of, of travel time, but they wanted a prize. So Corinth was fabulously wealthy because of their strategic positioning between two seas. They were very wealthy. And, and they, they thought they could just do anything they wanted to do. That's how they rolled. They were, they were used to that. We got money. And they're just like throwing out money, you know. And we do whatever we want to do. That's why Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 11. And he would say, he's like, this is the way all the other churches do it. And you can't do it any differently. Because they always thought they could. There, there was a saying that said, uh, there was a saying that said, uh, everybody can't be a Corinthian because the Corinthians were wealthy. People couldn't even afford to hang out in the city. They were very, very wealthy. Check this out, though. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, I know this is politically incorrect, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. This is pretty daunting stuff. And in Corinth, they had temples there. There were temple prostitutes. There were catamites. It was a mess. This is daunting stuff. How in the world can anybody get out of some of these messes that those Corinthians were in? But verse 11 answers that. It was a customized grace plan. Verse 11, he says it. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. 
they had to do in Corinth was humble themselves under the mighty hand of God and he would clothe them in a custom suit of righteousness. Paul also wrote to the church at Corinth in 5.17 of his second letter, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and all things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. If you want to be in Christ, I suggest you follow the biblical plan. Repent. Humble yourself before the Lord and call on his name. Be water baptized in the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, washed, sanctified, justified, and be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. It's transformational. That is a transformational experience. That is a customized grace that can take you out of gross darkness and into the light of God's grace. Give him praise for it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo. Won't you stand with me right now? Stand with me right now. When I was a kid, I would hear the adults in my life say, so-and-so is really going through it. I didn't understand. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.